it was by North Cascades. We were in a campground and they swiped the whole side of their trailer. Oh, yes. On a tree, like, like it was like a, yeah. you know, Slow like for like, like 15 quest. seconds. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was not worth it no. trying to fit into that spot. No, you it didn't, wasn't. You oh. didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like trees. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. All right, folks, I'm really excited for today's episode because I am a firm believer in the fact that our national parks are a people-watching phenomenon. (laughs) In a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a really nice way to put it. <laughs> the national parks are their own cultural microcosm, if you will. You will see things in the national parks that you won't see anywhere else in the world. And I'm not talking about like amazing natural features and things like that. You will see human behavior that only exists within the national parks. And there are some similarities between things that you will see, like in a national park and like a theme park like Disneyland or Universal or something like that. But there's some crossover, but there are some things that you will only see in national parks. And we're going to talk about some of that behavior today. The good, the funny, and the bad. I don't, I mean, we've been to so many parks. We spend so much time in parks and I don't know about you, but do you kind of feel like when people cross the boundary Mm -hmm. into the National Park Service, their brains just turned to mush. <laughs> I think that that happens. There's frequently. something about it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's like, why are you doing that? You wouldn't do that anywhere else. Like, <laughs> why are you doing that here? I don't get it. I don't get it either. So we have definitely the rules seen change. Some- oh my once gosh! Once you cross the boundary into the national park, the laws are different. They know? aren't. They aren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. But yeah, we've seen some really crazy stuff. So today we want to talk about stupid national park behavior Mm -hmm. that we've seen and that has been in the news and all the stuff. And we're going to be skirting a very fine line between (laughs) making fun and having fun. Right. So (laughs) join with us. Hopefully we don't really cross that line. Our goal is not to make fun of people necessarily. (laughs) There's going to be some making fun because you just have to when you read some of these stories. But like, also, we didn't include anything that like resulted in somebody's demise. (laughs) Right. Uh, Because we don't want to poke fun at that, even if their decisions were not the greatest. So we'll keep it lighthearted and fun. Yeah, We're not doing any of the Darwin Awards or anything along those lines. We're going to try to keep it nice but funny. Yes. So hopefully we'll have to see at the end if we met that goal. Yeah. <laughs> like my father will be shaking their heads <laughs> when I do something dumb or silly. So that's kind of the goal for today. This is something that's been in the works for a very long time. One of our favorite things, we, we always say this to each other when we're in the park, but the creation of this episode actually forced us to finally do this. 
which we created National Park Bingo. And oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll just be sitting in the car and we'll be like, oh, check that off the bingo card. <laughs> Free space. Oh my gosh. I think I got blackout. I think I got them all. So there's just, we've created a bingo card so that when you, if you ever feel inclined, you could take it with you on your trip. Yep. Just go to dirtinmyshoes.com slash podcast and you can pull it up in this episode. So we'll put it on there for you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's an actual bingo card that you can take if you want to play National Park Visitor Bingo. <laughs> I'm so excited because people watching is my, one of my favorite sports. And so this is going to be fun. Okay, do you want to start off with number one? Well, we're going to talk through the bingo card because that's mostly stuff that like we see and that we've noticed that you'll see in any national park you visit, basically, you can get a bingo. It's really easy. Right. So we wanted to talk about our bingo card first and kind of some of our own experiences. And then we'll jump into the uh, bigger stories that have been in the news and, right. you know, all the things that have gone viral for <laughs> stupidity. So <laughs> let's start with the bingo squares, though. Okay, so we're not going to talk about them all. We do have 25 here. But again, if you want to see it, then go on to the podcast page on Dirt in My Shoes. The first one is hazard lights. This one is the most mind-boggling in so many ways. This is the me. one where you're like, you don't do that anywhere else. You don't stop in the middle of a 40 mile per hour road. Like, just stop. Right. Not even pulled over to the And then the put on your hazard lights. Right. Like, where else do people do that besides <laughs> in a national park? I know. It's so funny. You will be in a national park. You will be on a highway driving full speed. And then you'll just suddenly notice there's an emergency happening about uh, in front of you and you have to slow down, come to a stop. And then you realize the person was just taking a picture of a tree. They, it happens. Actually, <laughs> oh, wow. that just happened. Look at these trees. Just look at them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it just happened a couple months ago for us. Uh, we were at Valley Fire State Park. Uh -huh. So this isn't a national park, but like we're going full speed down the hill and somebody just stopped right in front of us, put on their hazards. I'm like... They started backing up their car to get the right <laughs> shot. And I i mean, all the gestures were coming out. <laughs> I was like so ticked off. You almost killed us for that stupid picture you're oh trying to take. So I am very annoyed by this one, but it is something that you will see no matter which park you're oh, in. Every single national park. And like, this is one of the ones where it's like, the, the traffic laws really didn't change I know. here. <laughs> no, why, their brains just turned to mush. <laughs> why did you just stop in the middle of the road? <laughs> yeah. This is the funniest thing. People just, because there's wildlife, because there's beautiful things, I don't know. For some reason, people, as soon as they cross that national park boundary, the hazard lights come on For at no, a whim. Yeah. doesn't matter. It just if happens. Any reason is a good reason. <laughs> good in, you know, I got a sneeze. Marks. Hazard lights. Yeah. Oh okay, the next one, somebody randomly walking along the road. At a random spot. We see this all the time where you're like, where did they park and where are they going? <laughs> and they're just walking along this main highway through the park. So yep. that's a funny one. What about bear bells? Bear bells is a good one. Yeah, you'll hear bear bells. Check that one off. You'll see those in the national park. This next one is my favorite one. Someone who can't open the bear proof garbage can. Right. And there's this really funny quote from a Yosemite ranger talking about these bear-proof garbage cans. So if you know what I'm talking about, they're the ones that like, 
there's different ways to open them, but a lot of times you like have to stick your hand somewhere and push a lever or a button uh-huh. or something to release a latch and then open it so that the bears can't just like take the lid off and get into the trash, right? right? And they do change in these people's defense. They do change depending on which park you're in. It's maybe a slightly different system to get the lid open. Some of them can be heavier. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're the person that's like, holding the garbage in one hand and if you're like me and you're like don't want to touch anything on the garbage can you're trying to open the bear proof garbage can which is like one finger yeah (laughs) and it's way too heavy to do that right okay but there's a ranger in yosemite that said that there is considerable overlap between the intelligence of the smartest bears and the dumbest tourists I love it so much. Like they have to make the garbage cans like hard enough to open that the smart bears can't get into them. Uh Bears are smart, man. Yeah, they can get into anything almost. But then they have to make them dumb enough for (laughs) for humans to be able to open. I just see like a park ranger who designed or the whoever designed these like having a Venn diagram. Yeah, you know this is the bears, (laughs) the smart bears, and the dumb tourists. This middle area is really what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a square on the bingo card. Ooh, this next one. Oh, my gosh. This just makes me go crazy sometimes, but a dangerous selfie. You and, know? Oh, and that can be any plethora. Oh, man, that <laughs> could be at the Grand... options are endless. That could be at the Grand Canyon, you know, where you're just like on the edge of a cliff oh, and keep my backing heart. up. Oh, my gosh. Or you could be, you know, in Yellowstone or Grand Teton with a buffalo, you know, or, or an elk in Rocky Mountain, you know, trying to get close to wildlife, trying to get a selfie. This happens all over the place, you know. This could even be like with a little rabid squirrel that you're feeding, you know. <laughs> Which we did see. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, people don't generally like when I correct them in the <laughs> national parks, but sometimes the ranger in me just kind of comes out and it's like, you really shouldn't be doing that. I saw a guy trying to hand feed a squirrel in Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, this. I know. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything directly. I really have a hard time shutting my mouth <laughs> sometimes. It's like, I'm not going to say anything directly. But I'm going to use this as a teaching moment for my child as to why he should not try to feed squirrels. And I'm going to say it loud enough (laughs) that the man next to me trying to feed the squirrel will hear me. Right. (laughs) And it worked. It worked because then I heard him telling his son, he was like, oh, I didn't know that they had rabies or something. (laughs) Anyway, I was real proud of myself on that one. It was passive aggressive, (laughs) but it worked. It worked. Oh, Um, my gosh. Okay. What about... This is... One of my least favorite things to see in the park, just because I don't really subscribe to the influencer culture, Mm -hmm. the social media influencer culture. Right. This one comes straight to us from Instagram. Yes. It's the the pictures, you know, you see those pictures of the girl in the flowing dress, like with the national park in the background. And I'm like, that's not how you see a national park. (laughs) Who's walking around a national park in a flowy dress? Flowy dress and a big wide brimmed hat. Uh, I just, (laughs) I'm like, man, like, those are not my people. (laughs) We have seen so many photo shoots on our journeys throughout the national parks. We've seen them in Joshua Tree. We've seen them in Mount Rainier. We've seen almost every national park. Great sand dunes. We saw bikini models in the great sand dunes. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Do not. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's one of the squares that I'm just like, when I see that one, I'm like, check that off the list. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Bingo. 
Oh, an ill-prepared hiker is another box. That's things like flip-flops on a really strenuous hike. We see this at the Grand Canyon. Somebody walking down the trail to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, flip-flops and a beer. <laughs> we legit have seen that several times. It wasn't just a one-off thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, what, what is this person doing? <laughs> How far are you planning on going? I know. Oh, my gosh. But hey, he was confident. I will say that about him. He was very confident (laughs) in what he was doing. Oh my gosh. Oh, this Uh, one. This is almost a free space. Is an ice cream shop inside a national park. Oh yeah. And that's a good one. That's a really good one. That one one is a fun one to see. It should also be a stop, not just a box. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a kid wearing a Junior Ranger badge. So these aren't all bad. Yeah. Our bingo squares aren't all bad. Right. But we love seeing kids with the Junior Ranger badges. That just makes my heart happy. Yeah, those are great because that's usually our kids. Yeah. And so they're fun to have. This one always makes me laugh when we go to national parks is someone charging their phone in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, and they (laughs) might not even be there. Like people will just leave their $1,000 phones sitting in... The campground bathroom. <laughs> exactly. I remember going to the bathroom. It was like three o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, it was left there. I just walked into the bathroom. It's the only place in the campground with power. Yeah. And so I just see this like new iPhone 12. You know, yeah. I know this thing is like brand so expensive. And he's just like trusting. So trusting. But yeah. It was great. But it was just so funny. I wanted to like take a picture of myself, like make a selfie with his camera. But I stopped myself from doing it. Oh my gosh. Oh, with his phone. With his camera. Oh, I was like thinking you were going to take one with your phone of his phone. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, this okay. would be bad. What about an RV parking in a spot that's way too small for it? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. This was so funny to watch. I think the, the, I was almost going to create another box, but I thought there was a good enough overlap between this one a guy trying to park in a spot that's too small and somebody who seems like it's their first time driving an RV or shouldn't be driving an RV. Yes, you see all of the above. Gosh. One of my favorite things to do in the campground is just to sit there and watch people trying to park their RVs. I don't know what that makes me. I I get so much joy from that. But I would like sit there and be like, Mm-mm, nope, <laughs> that RV's not going to fit. And you watch them just, uh, we've seen people hit trees uh-huh actually we did I, oh it was by north cascades we were in a campground and they swiped the whole side of their trailer oh yes on a tree like like it was like a yeah. you know Slow like for like, like 15 quest. seconds <laughs> and we're all like Ugh, oh yeah ah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was not worth it no. trying to fit into that spot. No, you it didn't, wasn't. You oh. didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's no, a fun one that, to watch. But then that's the experience. Now, granted, when I was new, you know, so everybody's new sometime, right? right? Everybody's new sometime. And well, so I'm was... still not even new. I'm not brave <laughs> enough to try. Oh my gosh. I remember we were in Big Bend. I was the new guy trying to fit in and a very nice uh, experienced RVer. Tr- he was a trucker. He's like, I've done more miles backwards than you have yeah. forwards kind of a <laughs> yeah. guy, you know? And so he just kind of, he gave me some tips and helped me out a little bit. And so we did it, still scrape on trees a little bit, just a little just bit, just the roof, not oh. the side, but yeah. Yeah. So I know. Ev- everybody has to start somewhere, but sometimes it's fun watching the green horn. You just hope that there's, that, that it's a cheap ex- learning experience yeah. and not an expensive <laughs> yeah. learning experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, but you'll see that all over the parks. Or when you drive the campgrounds, you're like, wow, 
how did they fit in there? Yeah. <laughs> some people have some pretty impressive skills. Yes, that is true. So, yeah, that's a fun <laughs> one. What about, this is one we see all the time too, like an RV or a van with their social media handle on it. Oh, yeah. Follow our adventures at, you know, whatever. <laughs> Follow we, our RVing family. I think without fail, we always see one of those. And, and so we usually of, look it up too, just we do. to see. It's kind of fun to see. Oh, they've been there. They've been doing this. I don't subscribe, generally speaking, but it's fun to kind of see who they are. And we've met people on the road that have become good friends just yeah. from, from having similar experiences in the national parks in an RV. So it's a good way to make a connection if you want, but yeah, you will see that a lot. Everybody wants to get more subscribers by putting their information on their trailer. I think the main reason why I like looking them up, though, isn't necessarily because I care about where they've been. It's kind of like the same reason why I watch House Hunters. I just want to see inside of the people's houses yeah. and see what, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, what, see what it's how like. they're doing it. I just want to see what their trailer looks like inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I love House Hunters. Those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so nosy. I love seeing the inside of people's spaces. I know. It's so fun. Don't invite me over because I want full tour right. of everything. I exactly. just want to see it all. <laughs> so Seeing all the mods on people's trailers yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. What about, this one's a given, a smelly pit toilet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and that moment when you realize why you're by a smelly pit toilet. That's the moment when you check this box off and you're just like, oh. When you're hiking it's very <laughs> and powerful. the wind changes. Oh my gosh, it's a very powerful moment. And you're in the parking lot and you're like eating lunch. And then all of a sudden you get that whiff. It's nice that we're rewarding you for that moment yeah. with this box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The last one we'll talk about, how about a whining or crying kid that's hiking? <laughs> We've had our fair share of those. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You can't dad, help. Just, but <laughs> just carry me, Dad. We literally started this trail 100 feet ago. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm hungry. Oh, my I'm gosh. bored. Yes. Or just full on crying. We've seen that, too. Yeah, there's a lot of that, especially nowadays where I think people spend less time outside than they spend eating breakfast, yeah. it seems like. So the outdoors is kind of a challenge for some people. In their defense, sometimes I whine and cry when I'm hiking too. So. <laughs> it's true, especially right after you got your hiking boots really wet on the last hike and they slightly shrunk. That has happened to me. Yes, I lost toenails on that hike. <laughs> I... Ash, just, you just wore them last week. What are you whining about? I know. I couldn't figure it out. My shoes, I literally, and it was a steep trail too. We were hiking in Salt Lake City in preparation for a backpacking trip. So yep. we went on a harder trail. And yeah, my shoes had shrunk. I swear. I swear. <laughs> because they were hurting my feet so bad. And, and I'm really picky about my hiking shoes. Right. Because I hike a lot and yeah. I don't want my feet to hurt. <laughs> but yeah, that trail killed me and i lost toenails after because it was so steep uh -huh. my toes were hitting into the wall of the front wall of my boot right i remember that and our backpacking trip was like a week later and so i am hiking a 40 miler i had to buy <laughs> new any toenails yeah, yes <laughs> i remember i, I thought... had to buy new boots like last minute so they weren't quite broken in yet and mm -hmm. then my toenails <laughs> Yes, I, I didn't was have toenails on some of my feet. Every time we got to water, I had to take my boots off and just like soak my feet in the <laughs> glacier water. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the only way I'm making it through this hike. 
was I will my say, feet soaking. I was less empathetic than in hindsight, I wish I was. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Especially on the hike where you lost your toenails coming down because I literally was just like, oh my gosh, we're going downhill. What are you whining about downhill? <laughs> <laughs> this is the easy part. All the bad things always happen to me. <laughs> false but also so maybe we should add a square that says whining crying adult (laughs) (laughs) and then if you see me on the trail you can mark that off right exactly (laughs) so that's our bingo card there's other things on there that we didn't mention that you can read through but that's some of the funny national park behavior that just like goes for any national park you will find those things It is so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully during this, if you've been to a national park, hopefully you realize how many things only actually happen in national parks because so many of those you will only see inside the boundaries of our park service. And so it's it's just so much fun. Okay, should we jump into the actual news stories? Are you ready for this? Yes, we decided to do this in a specific format to make it kind of fun for whoever's listening. We gamified it. (laughs) I'm so excited. Anybody who's ever been camping or to a youth camp or to, I think there might have even been a TV show about this, but Three Truths and a Lie. I think this was the TV show. I think something like that. I feel like I watched a show like it maybe only had a pilot. Sounds like something that would have been on the WB, which was John's favorite station growing up. <laughs> I love the WB. Blind which date, is now this for two you youngins. And a lie. It's the uh, it was the predecessor to the CW. I love me some WB. So good. <laughs> if you remember nine o'clock at night, then nine thirty, blind date, and then eliminate. Those are two of my favorite WB <laughs> oh my <gosh>. shows. <laughs> I don't think people need to d- needed to know that about you. All right. Smallville. That's the other good. That's a little more classy, probably. But um, but yes, we're gonna we're gonna do this in the format of th- two truths and a lie. So we're gonna tell basically the highlights or the headline of the story, and then if you're listening with your family, if you're listening in the car, after we do that, pause it right after we tell you the three headlines. And then take a vote and see who thinks which ones are true, which one's the lie. Make it kind of fun. And that will kind of keep this kind of lighthearted and kind of silly because this is like you're going to be shaking your head a lot. Just like, oh, my gosh, I can't (laughs) believe people sometimes. Okay, we themed our truths and lies. So theme one is they put the wild in wildlife. (laughs) Okay, first, people were stealing baby deer to take home as pets. Next, someone hit a deer and put it in their car to take to the vet, and the deer woke up while they were driving. And someone put a baby bison in their car because they thought it looked cold. (laughs) All right, we'll give you five seconds. Which one is the lie? Oh my gosh, this is so good. All right, John, which one's the lie? The lie is that someone... Did not actually hit a deer, put it in their car to take home to the vet. This one I actually got from the movie Tommy Boy, if you know that scene. (laughs) Dang it. Shut up, Richard. Maybe if you didn't lean over to insult me, maybe you wouldn't have hit the deer. (laughs) And then it just wakes up in the middle of their driving and it destroys his car. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So that's the lie. So that means truth number one. This is a real story. Somebody put a baby bison in their car because they thought it looked cold. (laughs) This was all over the news. I remember when this happened. It was back in 2016. 
a couple people in Yellowstone were there like at the beginning of the season when mm-hmm. it was still a little bit cold and the calves were new. The bison calves were newly birthed and they saw a bison calf and they thought it looked cold. So they picked it up and they put it in the back of their car and they drove it to the ranger station. <laughs> and this is actually... Did you guys know that you left this outside? <laughs> and it's actually a really sad story because the mother... Buffalo wouldn't take the calf back. The herd wouldn't take the calf back. So right. they did try to put it back where it where it was supposed to be. Well, because it smells like people now. And it smells like people and it was rejected. And so they did actually have to euthanize the calf. Right. Which just yes. <laughs> makes me so mad. It's just like when you pick up like a baby bird, you yeah. know, if it fell out of its nest or something like but that. But there are pictures all over the internet. If you search for this, and we'll put the link in the show notes too to all these stories so you can verify that they're true. But when you look at this, like it, the there's pictures all over the internet of this cute, just adorable little baby bison in the back of a van. Right. Oh, <laughs> so that one is true. So dumb. Here's the other true story. So people were stealing baby deer to take home as pets. And this, uh, we're in which going- park? Okay, so we're going way back in the vault. This was in Yosemite and in their park newspaper. (laughs) And this was in 1927. So again, it was a long time ago. But um, in their park newspaper, the headline says, more about our fawn problem. Oh my gosh. And then it says, as is usually the case at this time of year, Yosemite visitors find it difficult to resist the temptation to adopt a cunning pet in the form of a mule deer fawn. Oh my gosh. And then they tell this story about a ranger who noticed that this lady driving through his station had an animal on her lap. Mm -hmm. And so he stopped her and he asked if it was a dog. And the lady was like, no, it's a fawn with a broken leg. We're going to take it to San Francisco and have a splint put on the injured limb. Mm -hmm. And the guy, the ranger was like, ah, let me see. <laughs> and so he stopped her and got the fawn out and they examined it and, and noticed that there was nothing wrong with it. But this was just like a long line of experiences that the rangers in Yosemite had been having that year. Um, and in the recent right. <laughs> years before this, that they were noticing that the baby deer literally were just disappearing from the park. Oh my gosh. And it was a big problem. These baby deer were just being taken out of the park by people who wanted to take them home as pets. That's so crazy. Isn't that crazy? What are crazy? you going to do with it when you get home? I know. I mean, it's not like it stays that cute. It's, it's like when people adopt little baby chicks or something like that. It's just like, oh, it's going to stay like this forever. And then it doesn't because it's normal. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> just, they would take these fawns. Oh, my gosh. I can just imagine. I was never a park ranger, but I'm just picturing like the morning meeting, you know, of park rangers. All right, guys, before we go out for the day, remember to uh, look in people's cars. Yeah, check everybody's vehicles <laughs> for baby deer. Oh, my gosh. So I know. Funny. I know. And terrible. terrible. Oh, my gosh, people. Well, so they were saying, and luckily, this particular deer that they talked about, uh, they did put it back, and the mother did take it back. Sweet lady. Yeah. So <laughs> so that one was saved, but, you know, how many others? <laughs> so moral of the story Leave the wildlife alone. They're fine. And if they die, you know, like if that bison calf really was cold and it didn't survive, 
that's the circle of life. Right. Lion King, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you just leave it. Just leave it. Don't touch it. You shouldn't even be that close to animals anyway. All national parks have rules about that. Right. So anyway, those are the people who put the wild in wildlife. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, the theme of this one is the things people do for social media, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we had a plethora of stories oh to my choose gosh. from. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Here we go. A woman answered the mating call of two rutting elk and tried to break up their fight for a YouTube video. Oh my gosh. That's number one. A man walked within yards of a group of at least five grizzly bears <laughs> and someone painted the rocks with their Insta handle in the national parks they visited. All right. Which one is the lie? <laughs> Three, two, one. The lie is that a woman did not answer the mating call of the elk <laughs> and try to break up the fight for uh, or YouTube video. Although I could see, I don't know, I think the term on YouTube or whatever is a Karen. You guys got to stop fighting. Knock it yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you two. Oh my gosh. But no, so well, the true ones are so ridiculous too, though. A man walking within yards of a group of five grizzly bears. Yeah. Are you so kidding me? This was at Katmai National Park where all the grizzly bears gather. Well, not just grizzly bears, like the biggest grizzly bears in the world. Yeah. Well, and I changed it to grizzly bears, but if you're in Alaska, they're called brown bears because they. They're on their own level. But if you've seen the pictures of Katmai National Park, where you have Brooks Falls, mm -hmm. and that's where all the grizzly bears go to gather during certain times of year, because the salmon are going upstream and they catch them as they go up the falls and they feed all, on all the salmon. Right. And so you'll have, I mean, this area will have tons of grizzly bears just feeding in these falls. Right. And in 2018, three men left the authorized viewing platform that's right there at Brooks Falls and got in the water. <laughs> they got in the water and they walked closer to all those grizzly bears feeding in those falls. Right. Like within a few yards. Which is absolutely insane. Like these guys, they're eating. That's their, they're thinking, you think they're to themselves, they're not going to come after me. They're just going for the big fish. Even though, hmm, let's see if I was a grizzly bear, I'm thinking to myself, would I like a fish or would I like a whole week's worth of food right there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forget the salmon. Oh my gosh. It's like, why would I go to some fine dining establishment you know, for like an ounce of steak when I can go to Golden Corral and get the whole cow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and it is worth noting that these people, pretty much in all of these stories we'll talk about today, they do get prosecuted. So right. it's not like we're just laughing about it and that's that. Right. These people did get prosecuted. But in what world does your brain go, let me walk closer to these grizzly bears? Right. And that will be okay. I just, I like, I can't wrap my mind around it. Because their brain turned off as soon as they entered the park. It did. It turned to mush. <laughs> so, okay. The other real story 
And this one's really interesting to follow because people do this. I mean, I know people do this. I hate seeing graffiti in the parks. Right. It's the worst. Whether it's writing your name or carving your name into rocks. Or in trees. the Southwest or, you know, in big trees, in redwoods and things like that. There's lots of forms of vandalism in the parks. But most people aren't as dumb as this person. Yeah. So just don't do it because nobody wants to see that graffiti. But there was an Instagrammer that uh, she painted with acrylic paint. Right. And so it didn't come off. Like the parks had to spend a lot of resources getting this off. She painted the rocks with big paintings, like they're paintings of like heads hmm. and stuff. And then she put her Insta handle like <laughs> right next to him, you know, here I am. Follow me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this was in seven different national parks. So it's Death Valley, Rocky Mountain, Colorado National Monument, Canyonlands, Zion, Yosemite, and Crater Lake. Oh my so gosh. So she painted and tagged with acrylic paint. But what happened actually, which I thought was cool, is um, if you're in the hiking world, you might have heard of Modern Hiker. It's a website run by a guy in, in Southern California. Right. And it's a really cool website. It's really good. But they were the ones who broke the story he took screenshots of all of her Instagram photos that uh -huh. she took and took screenshots of them. And she took them down. <laughs> like once she realized she was probably going to get in trouble. Right. She took them down. But he had all the screenshots and he's the one who pushed for her to get prosecuted and nice. and had all the evidence on his phone. <laughs> right. Way to go, modern <laughs> the, hiker. Yeah. So it's really interesting to read about, actually. Um, but she was banned from all national park sites for a few years and had to do community service and probation and stuff like that. Just don't do it. Take only photos. Yes. And whatever you can get from the gift shop. Yes. That's all you take. <laughs> However, I will, I'd like to congratulate whoever solved that case because, I mean, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's what's funny oh because gosh. the guy from Modern Hiker is like, I don't understand what's taking so long. It took them years, years? actually to prosecute her and to actually have it resolve. If you read through his notes on his site and stuff, he's just like, you can tell he's just pissed <laughs> on some of it. Like, I don't understand why we're still wondering if she's the one who did it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Maybe she was framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it did definitely go through due process, probably a little uh, longer due process yes. than necessary. Innocent until proven stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. The next theme for our next Two Truths and a Lie. Buffalo are the king of beasts. Yes. Yes. And I agree with this on all levels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Number one, a woman tried to take a selfie with a buffalo and was tossed 10 feet into the air. Number two, a guy tried to ride a buffalo, but his watch got stuck in the fur and the buffalo kept running and they went right off the cliff into the river. Or number three, a man tried to coax a buffalo into fighting him by making animal noises and showing his fists. Three, two, one. What's the lie, John? <laughs> the lie is 
that a guy did not get his watch stuck in <laughs> the buffalo fur and ride off into off a cliff. That was inspired by Lord of the Rings when <laughs> Aragorn is fighting that orc on the uh, warg, basically, and he gets his hand stuck, and then him and they go, end up going off the cliff. They took a short fall, I think is what the, the orc says. <laughs> that is the lie. So the first truth, and <laughs> I had to laugh while I was writing this because I was like, well, I'm sure this has happened 50 times. Right. A woman tried to take a selfie with a buffalo and was tossed 10 feet into the air. So actually, in Yellowstone last year, there were three buffalo gorings within like a 30-day period. Oh, my gosh. And it's every single one was because they got too close. Right. But this one in particular... This lady got within 10 feet of the buffalo. He gored her and then tossed her 10 feet into the air because that's what they do when they charge you, right? They're charging you horns first. Mm -hmm. And then when they make contact, they flip their head up (laughs) right? and and they fling you. That's, I mean, they don't have use of arms and legs, you know, (laughs) so they got to use their head and just knock you out of the way. Right. Well, the reason that the buffalo, if you're looking at a buffalo, the reason they have that giant hump on their back is because in the wintertime, they have to use their head like a snowplow in order to get through the snow to whatever they're trying to eat. So, people, you will literally be hit by like a snowplow when these buffalo come at you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so this incident and then two others all within a month of each other last year. So it's not even a a long time ago. Yeah. Well, we (laughs) It was now. We could replace this story with a different person Every month of the summer, basically, (laughs) every year. And so it's so crazy that people just don't get it. Yeah. So I thought this was funny. I was looking at some Buffalo selfie stats because they actually have that on the CDC. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. How many people have gotten injured (laughs) taking Buffalo selfies? Oh, man. I have a feeling it's like right around the same amount of people as like get hurt by a vending machine, (laughs) you know, because they were shaking it or something. So... For this particular study that they did, there were five people injured, like more heavily injured in 2015 is what they were looking at. Out of the five, four were female. So that doesn't bode well, ladies. (laughs) I'm going to keep my mouth shut (laughs) Yeah, don't say anything, John. Four (laughs) were female. Everything happened within a developed area of Yellowstone. So they weren't backcountry hiking. They weren't like, like it was all by the geyser basins. On boardwalks, stuff like that. Parking lots. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Stuff like that. So let's see. Two people were gored. Three were tossed into the air. The unfortunate lady who we talked about just a minute ago, she got gored and tossed into the air. So (laughs) she got both. Oh man, double Um, whammy. Yeah. Four of them required hospitalization and three were transported by helicopter. So they were pretty nasty gorings, but there were no deaths. Thankfully. Um, Yeah. They said that the people who got hurt were approximately three to six feet from the bison. Right. And then they turned their back on it to take their selfie. Ooh, I wonder what those selfies actually look like. That (laughs) would be really interesting to see. Oh, my gosh. This is the last moments before it happened. Oh, man. So there you go. Buffalo showing his dominance. Yeah. He is the king of beasts. Oh, gosh. The other story that is true. A man tried to coax a buffalo into fighting him, and he was making animal noises and like waving his arms and showing his fists. Yeah, I there's a video this of video. it. This yeah. is okay. 
I never wish for people to get hurt. I never wish ill on people, but sometimes I do root for the buffalo. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And this was definitely a situation where I was like, you know, maybe just a little nudge. You know, you don't even have to do any damage. Just like nudge him a little bit, right? So let he him, knows. Just let him know who's boss. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this guy is a fifty-five-year-old man, and actually, he got in trouble in Grand Teton before this, and then Yellowstone, and then Glacier the video came out of him doing this in Yellowstone and then Yellowstone put out a warrant for his arrest Whoa. and they caught him in Glacier because he was causing trouble up there too. Oh so my gosh. it's just a really, you know, model human being here. <laughs> so if you look at the video, you can still see it. It was on all the news outlets and stuff, but he's gesturing at the animal. He's trying to get it to fight. He's like flexing his arms. He's pointing at it. He's making fists, and then he's, like, grunting at it. Uh And he's within a few feet. He's very close. And the bison, like, he's, like, bluff charging him Mm -hmm. a little bit. But he didn't actually hurt him, which is honestly a miracle. Right. Because that man could have gotten very hurt. I just picture the buffalo. Because they see so many tourists. I just picture the buffalo being just like, I just can't. I just can't today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done adulting. I'm done I'm done buffaloing for yeah. the day. <laughs> he was a big guy too. Like that was a big buffalo. Oh my gosh. And people are all around, like the lady taking the video, she's like, Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Like she's like, I can't look. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. But um what I didn't know actually, so they, they did catch him and they booked him into jail. In Yellowstone. And I didn't know Yellowstone had a jail. Whoa. That like makes me kind of happy. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's in, it's in Mammoth Hot Springs because they do have a court, like a, they a have courthouse a, yeah, there. They do. And so I know like Yellowstone's big enough that they're their own. District, basically. Yeah, and so they have their own courthouse. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call it, but in Mammoth Hot Springs. But there must be a jail in there, which wow. I thought was very interesting. It's still the Wild West. It is. Book them. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. So, yes, that is a true story. Oh, I just, that reminded me, since we're talking about Wild West jails, it reminded me of Shanghai Noon when he's like, you said, wet shirt don't break. You didn't say, peed shirt bends bars. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so, so good. funny. Such <laughs> a funny movie. Okay, moving on to our next theme, sports in the Grand Canyon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is the first one. Someone had batting practice on the rim of the Grand Canyon. Number two, people have started playing ultimate frisbee on the trail down into the Grand Canyon. And number three, someone stood on the rim of the Grand Canyon and hit a golf ball into the canyon below. Three, two, one. Okay, the lie is that people have not actually been playing ultimate frisbee. <laughs> in the Grand funny. Canyon. I just, when I was thinking of this one, I was just like, I wonder how far a Frisbee would actually go if you tossed it. a dangerous it. question to ask. <laughs> yes, don't, please, please don't do it. <laughs> but I was just thinking to myself, I wonder, because, you know, if it just glides, glides super far. I wonder if you could go all the way to the Colorado River. Not that anybody should try, but that it is It is an lie. interesting thought. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can understand these other two stories a little better. <laughs> I know. Actually, no. I 
throwing things off the side of the Grand Canyon or like anything that falls off the side of the Grand Canyon, I mean, that literally can kill somebody. Well, yeah, it's like if you're at the top of the Empire State Building, they tell you even like a penny that you drop off of the Empire State Building will basically impale somebody in the head. And so that's dangerous. And so can you think the Grand Canyon at some points is so deep, you know, it's like 6,000 feet deep. And there are people hiking down the cliffs, right? I mean, these stories... So the first one, and you might remember this because this was just like six months ago. Right. There's a TikToker, a girl who golfed off the side of the Grand Canyon. She hit her golf ball in and then her club like snapped in half and and the majority of her club went down into the canyon behind the ball. Right. And there's people down there. So it said she was standing just east of Mather Point, which is the busiest oh my gosh. viewpoint at the South Rim. Right. And so, and that's like right behind the visitor center, which I'm like, there's park rangers everywhere. If you want a secret spot to do this at, I can give you one. (laughs) Mather Point is not the place to go if you're doing something illegal. Right. It's just like, right. It's just like the girl that put her Insta handle or her social handles on the the vandalism that she just did. It's like, like, um, obviously people are going to see you and... There's enough people like me in the parks that are just like, I'm going to make sure that you get prosecuted. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's just so crazy. (laughs) This is the the Venn diagrams again. You've got smooth criminals like Michael Jackson, you know, and then you've got dumb criminals. And I'm having a hard time even putting her into the middle area. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she might just fall under the dumb. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, this was just like six months ago. Um, She was prosecuted because obviously said she had like 10 million followers oh my on gosh. Instagram and TikTok. So, I mean, obviously people could trace it back to her. Right. So, yes, she hit a golf ball and threw her club <laughs> down, into, down the into the Canyon. Canyon. So that's the first one. The other story that is true is that there was a guy. Actually, this was like in October. T- <laughs> this happened. In October 2022 as well. Oh my so gosh. both of these stories within like a couple of weeks of each other. And this was in the middle of the day. He was by the Yavapai Geology Museum. Another on the South busy Rim. place. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a museum there. So <laughs> there are park rangers standing right there. Maybe we're not giving these people the credit that they need. Maybe they're not dumb. They're just lazy. And so they won't go further away from busy places. Well, then they deserve what's coming to them. <laughs> because he hit a baseball. Into the Grand Canyon. Right. So he had his metal bat and he's hitting a baseball into the canyon, which again, that's just so dangerous for anyone who is below. If Can you imagine if you're 3,000 feet below or 4,000 feet below hiking on one of the trails down there and a baseball hit you in the head, you would die immediately. Yeah, exactly. It's so dangerous. So first of all, it's dangerous. And second of all, I grew up a boy. Okay. And boys love to, anytime I'm on top of something, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, I wonder how long it would take for my spit to hit the ground, you know, but restraint people, (laughs) let's, let's show some restraint. I am now wishing that I would throw a Frisbee down in the Grand Canyon. I want to know how far it goes, but I'm going to stop myself because I know it's dangerous and we just want to preserve this place as a place of natural beauty, you know, we don't need to mix a lot of other stuff into it. Oh my gosh. So there you have it. The sports in the Grand Canyon. Oh my gosh. So I did have an alternate for this one. 
but it wasn't in the Grand Canyon, so yes. I wouldn't let him do it. But exactly. he really I had wanted an to for this one, and it was the scene from Seinfeld where Kramer golfs into the ocean, and then this is when George is trying to impress that one girl that he's dating by telling her that he's a marine biologist, and then they end up on the beach with the beached whale, and he ends up having to try to save the beached whale. And suddenly the waves were crashing down upon me as I'm laying on top of the great fish, mammal, whatever. And I reached down, something was obstructing its breathing, and I reached my hand in and I pulled out. Then he shows Kramer the golf ball. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But don't do it. Don't do it. Show restraint, people. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next one. Okay. The next theme for this one is yes. The water in Yellowstone is boiling. We had to be careful about this one. Yes. Because some very terrible things have happened in that hot water. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, we're pretty much only trying to come up with the ones where Darwin Awards are not given. The three stories are, someone tried to cook a chicken in a geyser, someone peed into Old Faithful, And someone sat on top of a geyser to see how high they would go. (laughs) All of those sound ridiculous. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. Three, two, one. The lie is nobody sat on top of a geyser to see how high they would go. Although we don't know. We We can't rule it out. (laughs) The inspiration for that one was the Lion King. You know, when Zazu is like, not the birdie boiler. You know, <laughs> and so I was thinking about that one, but I could totally see it happening because all of these are stupid. Yeah. All of them are so dumb. Oh my gosh. So in August of 2020, three men, they were backpacking or they were hiking in the backcountry and rangers received reports of this group that they were hiking with cooking pots, which I'm thinking like if they were kind of in a backcountry area, like hiking with cooking pots wouldn't be that abnormal. Right. You know, but they must have looked really guilty (laughs) to be um, (laughs) reported. But they were hiking towards the Shoshone Geyser Basin and the ranger followed them, found the group and discovered that they had two whole chickens in a burlap sack in a hot spring. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> oh. they were trying to boil chicken. And then it said in the article that they were asked, like, whose idea was this? And they're like, huh, we, it was all of us. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh man. We've talked about this before. Some people that we've listened to on different podcasts, they say like, you're the average of the five people you yeah. spend the most time with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are these three guys spending time with? Just themselves. Themselves. Their IQ has leveled out at a certain (laughs) point. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And First of all, my first thought is after having done episodes and a lot of videos and things about Yellowstone, inside those hot pools are lots of living things. yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're cooking your chicken in like water from your faucet. Bacteria. Yeah. There are tons of living little creatures that are now inside that chicken. (laughs) <laughs> that we'll I didn't make, even think of that. Yeah. And so and you'd get just, some like uh, intestine feeding amoeba or something. <laughs> well, yeah, we, people are, I always see these stupid like clickbait stories where it's like brain eating bacteria, yeah, you know, yeah. off of day old pizza or something like that, you know? And so it's like, if we can get it from day old, and I love day old pizza, but my holy smokes, it's just like, 
What do you think you're going to get <laughs> from a geyser? Too? Yeah. That's so bad. Yuck. So that one is true. Um, <laughs> they were prosecuted. So <laughs> they were banned from Yellowstone. Too, and so. they have had to use Pepto-Bismol ever since. <laughs> I, I wonder if they actually ate it or if it was still cooking. Sounds like it was still cooking because the <laughs> ranger caught them in the act. Right. So. Oh this my one's gosh. crazy. This one just... Uh, okay. So in 2018... Park rangers arrested a tourist after he walked onto the Old Faithful geyser and apparently urinated into it in front of hundreds. This is what the news article says. <laughs> in front of hundreds of horrified tourists. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would be horrified. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they said the park ranger was like over like the megaphone. Like, Step away from the geyser. <laughs> <laughs> But there are so many people right there. Right. It was not like, like, again, if you want a secret geyser to (laughs) pee into in Yellowstone, I could show you one. Right. But Old Faithful, I mean, there is just a huge number of rangers in that area, first of all. But then there's like thousands of people at any given time. Oh, my gosh. If you wanted an audience, Old Faithful is the place to do it. That's like taking a leak in the center of Madison Square Garden. Oh, my gosh. Because there are Which I guess people do. Yeah, there are thousands (laughs) of people. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, New York sometimes has that smell. It does. It does. I saw someone in, uh, where were we? Miami. With my family, not with you, next to our hotel, just peeing into oh the gosh. gutter right there. And it was like, I was like 14 and I've never forgot yeah. that that's something that some people do. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, uh, like, it's like that scene from The Office when Michael Scott goes to New York City. He's like, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. there's a homeless guy taking a dump <laughs> in a box. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And someone took a video of this guy trying to pee into Old Faithful. A video captured the incredulous reactions from tourists as the man appeared to unzip his pants and stand over the steaming geyser's mouth. Oh my gosh. That has to be painful. That's like when you just have to think. That's That's hot. That's steam. Was it? Oh yeah. That's so true. That's like earlier when I was rooting for the buffalo. This is when I'm rooting for the geyser. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Please erupt. That's like the bidet from heck. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It says, after being yelled at by a ranger, the man laid down and apparently put his head into the geyser before getting up and walking safely away. Whoa. In which point he was probably put in handcuffs and taken. To jail. Yeah. In Mammoth. Yellowstone jail. (laughs) So that just happened a few years ago. And oh my gosh. Wow. People. I just really had to go. Yeah. There's, there's I didn't bathrooms want to miss in the, the visitor center. Of the yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to think someone like that had to have been intoxicated, but maybe not. It's it didn't true. say anything about that in the story. Right. At least with the guy who was like trying to fight a buffalo, like he was intoxicated. Wasted. Mm. At least at some point. Like that's what he got pulled over for in, in trouble for at Grand Teton and stuff. Like he was not all there right. for most of his trip. I think that's where he got pulled over in Glacier too. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. He probably was in Yellowstone as well. But so do we need to add a third circle to the Venn diagram? So intoxicated and stupid <laughs> and lazy. <laughs> intoxicated, stupid and lazy. What a trifecta. If you are in the center area of these three circles, you are banned from national parks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. Well, those are some good ones. Don't mess with the geysers. This is the last round of two truths and a lie. Yes. We made it to the the end 
which I think we're going out with a bang on this one. Yes, because so far we've kind of been teasing, you know, making fun of laughing with, you know. (laughs) Whenever I tell my kids, like my youngest son, when I say, I'm laughing with you, and he'll look at me like deadpan, but I'm not laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we're doing here. Put your underwear on the outside of your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So this is, so, so far we've been talking about individuals. And now we're going to end with the theme is dumb things the park service has done. Yes. So not just oh my the people gosh. who come to visit. This is dumb things the park service has actually done in its history. It's like, so this is systemic <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> so good. We're going back pretty far for these. Yes. It's so true. we're not poking fun at the current administration or the people that are there right now this this goes back pretty far right these are the three stories they lit a bonfire on the top of a cliff and then kicked it off the side for entertainment the park service put their garbage in open piles and invited spectators to come and watch the bears dig through it and eat and number three They shot fireworks at glaciers to try to cause avalanches to amuse tourists. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. What's the lie? The lie is, thankfully, the Park Service never shot fireworks at glaciers to cause avalanches to amuse tourists. Even though, since the other ones are true, I can totally (laughs) see that being a thing. This one was actually inspired by that scene in Mulan where she takes the last cannon and shoots it over and hits the mountain and the avalanche comes down over the Huns before they (laughs) popped out of the snow like daisies. I thought that was such a funny lie because it fits so nicely with the other two. It does. I can totally see that happening at Mount Rainier, North Cascade, so many different places with glaciers. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. So but okay. only because the other ones are actually true. Oh, uh, yeah. Walk us through these. Ads. All right. So <laughs> truth number one, this is a true story. They lit a bonfire on the top of a cliff and kicked it off the side for entertainment. So this was in Yosemite. Right. And you might have heard of the Yosemite Firefall, which now refers to the natural phenomenon which happens during February of each year when the sun hits a waterfall just right right, and makes it turn red and it looks like fire coming down the cliff. Right. But that happens naturally. (laughs) But there was a firefall before that became popular where they actually would build up these this giant bonfire on the top of Glacier Point, Uh let it go for a minute, and then push it off the side of the cliff down into Yosemite Valley. (laughs) And um, they did this on and off from 1872 to 1968. Oh my gosh, 80 years. Yeah, but it was on and off. Like sometimes um, certain administration or something would come in and be like, we're not doing this, you know, and and they'd get rid of it for a couple years, but then they'd bring it back, um, you know, because people <laughs> had to see their fire. It was so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like every Boy Scout's dream <laughs> is <Yeah>. to <laughs> do something like that. Uh, so but once again, fellas, we got to show some form of restraint. <laughs> it's because that's like I said, all males would love to be like, I wonder what would happen if. Here's you know? the thing it's a 3,200 foot drop. Yeah. 
That's a massive. Can you imagine them doing that the t- like today with all the fire uh, oh, man. stuff? And, you know, Yosemite is on fire for half the year anyway. Right. As if they would <laughs> intentionally set a fire and then let it free. But anyway, so each evening in the summer, this bonfire was built at the edge of Glacier Point, which is 3,200 feet above Yosemite Valley. And then at sundown, hundreds of spectators would gather in Curry Village below. So mm-hmm. this is, I'll link to this article so you can read through it, but this is a quote from this article. At 9 p.m. sharp, a master of ceremonies in Curry Village shouted out, let the fire fall. And then the bonfire's glowing embers were pushed over the edge of Glacier Point. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's a real thing, which I just think is crazy. Yeah. Oh, how the times have changed. They now, have. It, now that there's, there, if there's like a, a whiff of smoke in, in Yosemite Valley, the park rangers are on it. So this is just so funny. Yeah. So that's that's a true story. Here's the other one that is just like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. So the sentence um, that you said, they put their garbage in open piles and invited spectators to come and watch the bears feed off of it. Uh-huh. So that is true. That happened in Yellowstone National Park. They wanted Yellowstone to be known as like the place to come see bears. Right. Right. And like, yeah. I have like... I couldn't find any um, proof of this, but like I remember reading something where like people would put like jam on their hands and let the bears come lick it off and right. stuff. Yeah. Like I think that's true, but I couldn't find any proof. So I didn't right. include it. But um, it usually had unhappy endings and they didn't want to <laughs> just kind of like what we're doing here. No Darwin Awards. I don't know. Like I just like. It's crazy what they would do. And so what they would do actually is the park's garbage dumps would be just an open dump. Right. Um, And in some cases, it was like right behind the hotels. And so (laughs) they would just dump all their garbage out there. And in fact, one of the signs, it was like, I couldn't read it exactly, but um, it's on this website that I'll link on the Yellowstone site because it's this information all comes straight from Yellowstone. Right. Like they own it. It happened. But it says like the sign says something like lunch for bears or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's just all these bears in this garbage dump just going through it. Oh, man. And then what? they would let people come and just stand there and watch them. Well, it would be like that's guaranteed to provide people with amazing entertainment because bears have the best noses. And so obviously like they oh, bears they'll can find s- it from miles. Yeah. Away. Bears they'll can smell, smell through anything basically like th- they can smell through so many things. Like that's what you have to be even careful about how you store your food. And so just having an open dump, man, of course you're going to be able to get bears, but it's so funny because the park service is like the pendulum has swung so far the other direction now. Yeah. Because where the, now they have garbage cans that the dumbest tourists can't open. <laughs> and you'll be in, in park campgrounds in Yellowstone or in Glacier and other places where you can't even leave like your barbecue grill out. We got in trouble in Glacier and I'm always super careful. Yeah. But I like left a tablecloth out. Uh huh. And they left me a little note that said, Nope, that goes away too. I was yep. like, Oh my gosh, I Anything didn't realize that smells yeah. like food. They want you to put away because they've realized there were there were some sad things that has happened because the bears became so used to people, you know, Oh, people being food. And so then bad things happen. Well, so here's the thing though. This went on basically from the beginning of Yellowstone. So the 1870s 
for like the first hundred years right. of Yellowstone being a park, this has been happening. So it said like beginning in 1931, they recorded an average of 48 bear-inflicted injuries oh on humans and more than 100 incidents of property damage each year. So 48 like actual injuries from bears per year. That's crazy. In 1960, so that, I mean... <laughs> That took them 30 years to be like, maybe we should do something about all of those injuries that humans are getting. (laughs) Right. So then they started to like implement a program that would try to reestablish the bears into their more natural state. Mm -hmm. Well, because at this point, generations of bears have been doing this generations. Oh, they know where the lunch counter is at Yellowstone. Yeah. The mom's teach the kids they don't have to go out and get their own food they can just go to these open pit garbage dumps right so in 1960 they started like telling people about bear behavior and like proper ways to store food that's when they started to put in like bear proof garbage cans and stuff but they (laughs) even after 10 years of that they realized that it really wasn't changing much like the human injuries went down to 45 instead of 48. And so it just, it wasn't enough. And so it wasn't until 1970 that they got rid of those open pit garbage dumps. Interesting. And then it went like way down. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because the bears didn't have food and then they had to go find their own and then they weren't associating humans with food, which is the most dangerous thing for humans. If the bear knows that he can get food from you. (laughs) Or that you are food. Yes, but usually it's that he can get food from you. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, That's why, like, if you see a bear, you're not supposed to, like, abandon your pack or anything. Like, you keep your pack with you under almost all costs because once that bear gets the food, it's a good step in the right direction to that bear getting euthanized because they just, they can't allow those bears to get used to human food. Exactly. So now they actually euthanize the bears Um, More often than not, Mm -hmm. if that bear gets human food. Right. Or if it starts to show behavior that it's just hanging around humans more and more comfortable being in those developed areas. Right. Which is sad. Yeah. And we definitely want to protect our bears. They're awesome. They're not like the cartoon bear, you know, hey, boo boo, want to get some picnic baskets? Right. You know, kind of a thing. But that, I mean, that cartoon probably came out right in the middle of, I mean, I don't know how old it is, but. Before 1970, right? Yeah, I think probably. It's really old. Yeah. So maybe... It's Yogi Bear. I don't know. I don't know when that was, but all those bears definitely were associating picnic baskets with people and garbage and stuff like that. So very true to life. That was the mindset in Yellowstone at the time. Yeah, but Boo Boo and Yogi Bear never utilized any of their sharp appendages. Right. (laughs) That is the difference. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So there we go. Like some people have done some really dumb things. The park service has done some pretty dumb things. But don't do dumb things. Don't do dumb things. (laughs) Whatever you do, when you cross that park boundary, don't let your brain turn to mush. Yes, exactly. However, we know that at some point you're going to Witness some fun people watching. And so that's why we provided the fun bingo card at the beginning. And hopefully some of these stories that actually happened can act as cautionary tales to all of our listeners and all the people so that you know, what kind of behavior shouldn't I do in a national park? You know, and uh, unfortunately, I know it's hard for us 
former Boy Scouts and things like that to show some restraint sometimes. But we got to protect these awesome places. We got to protect the wildlife. The way that we interact with the things in the national parks sometimes has a big impact. So there you go. Yep. Leave no trace. Enjoy the beauty, but don't be a dummy. (laughs) Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.